Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chance It. This is Brittany. And this is Niall and welcome back. We are so excited for this episode because career is something that is like at the center of our lives right now, being that we're in our early 20s. It's at the very start of basically our life in general, Um, starting our life on our own and, you know, just really developing into the professional people that we are. So today's episode is all about how we got our first job and then where we are now with that. So I'm going to ask Niall, how did you get your first job after graduation? Yeah. So let me first say this, that I feel like this is an important episode because like to really know us and to understand us, you have to understand like our careers, like how driven we are um, and how important like this was like to us and something that like we talk about a lot as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember like, so basically my first job post-grad, let me just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. My first job post-grad was um, at Refinery29 in New York City. And if people aren't familiar with Refinery29, it is a digital women's um, media company, um, basically like editorial online, um, a lot of video content, a lot of branded events and partnership and sponsorships. And I was a public relations associate at Refining 29 in New York City. And um, literally at that time, that was my absolute dream job. And I was really, really happy with that being my first job um, post-grad. So especially since I interned in New York, I was like, I'm so happy to be back in New York, mm-hmm. um, to be working for a big media company. And I had worked at other, I mean, I had interned at other media companies before. So it was just like kind of following like in that path. And I knew coming out of college, I did want to be in like corporate communications, like that sort of thing. So it just all worked out. And like, um, yeah, it was just like a really good um, experience. And I feel like it was such a like crazy first job to have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, um, super cool. Like, it sounds like such a dream um, for that to be yeah. like the first job that you land. Yeah, I literally felt like it was like Sex in the City, like the TV show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I was like running around New York with like some of my other like really good friends, and that's what it felt like. Literally, mm-hmm. Sex in the City. Who wait? Who was the character that was worked in PR? Samantha. Samantha? Yeah, yeah. I was like the black Samantha. That's how I felt. Um, <laughs> like dating. And then like, you know, Samantha was like all into fashion too. And mm-hmm. just like the clothes and like everything. So anyway, you guys, it was just a really good first experience. And mm-hmm. yeah. So um, let me talk a little bit about how long I worked there and like how um, I got the job and kind of like some of the things I did there just like quickly. Mm-hmm. I... Um, Got the job. Okay, let, let's let me start by saying I have never really every job I've ever had, it has like I've applied, but I received the job through knowing connection. Um, even the job I have currently, I it was because of one of my friends used to work there and her old boss now my boss. Like it's like that's like literally how like I've never really I've applied to jobs, but everything that I've actually secured has been through networking. Mm-hmm. So anyway, at the time my mentor was one of the HR directors at Refinery 29 and and um what I thought I was going to be doing in New York City didn't pan out the way I wanted it to pan out. So I was like, you know what? 
for like three weeks, I'm a grind. I'm gonna find a new job in New York City, which sounds so crazy. But guys, I moved to New York City and was like, um, not feeling this job offer I came up here for. I'm gonna find another job. So I literally like connected with everyone I knew in the city and my old my mentor, like I said, was in charge of HR at Refine29. And so I let her know I was in the city and I was looking for opportunities. She's like, oh my God, like we have a public relations associate like position open up and I think he would like be a good fit and like da da da. So I'm like, oh my God, like awesome. So I go apply, um, I interview and I get the job within like, I think like maybe like a like two weeks, a week and a half, which is like mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and that's how I got it. And shout out to her because if it wasn't, I would have been working at Refinery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she really like looked out for me and it just worked out. And of course, obviously like I interviewed nice, like, I came to the table with something. It wasn't like she just gave me the job, but like it ended up just being like a really good fit for me and the team. Mm-hmm. So Niall, how was your experience working at Refinery? Um, so there, it was just so fast paced. I just remember like I would work so long and like, it was just so much work. Um, but it was just like still like a really good experience. One of like my highlights about that job was Brittany knows they had a free table because we like basically a lot of beauty brands close a lot of those companies send PR packages to Refinery29 because mm-hmm. a lot of people like editorial beauty writers, fashion writers, and you know, you get on these like PR lists. Mm-hmm. So we would get sent so much stuff, you guys, that we would have like a free table and like first come, first serve, and like you could just go and get free stuff. Like Brittany, what have I sent you? Like from there i don't i have like eyeshadow palettes lip glosses um um the detox yeah oh this detox package and that was okay like y'all this is like high value thing too this isn't like like oh like how much was that detox like how much it was over a hundred it was in euro so it was over a hundred euro and she just had to like ship it to me yeah literally free like i would send my friend little like care packages and whatever anyway Loved it. And I met some of the best, like, Black women, you know, working there. And, like, I really made some really good friendships. And we still, like, chat to this day. And it was just awesome. Also, like, one of my direct bosses, she was a Black woman. Um, Like, she was vice president of communications. And so, like, it was just really cool to just, like, be around other women and then especially other Black women. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, you know, had our little community. And it was just a really good time for me. Um, so yeah, so I stayed there for like seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stayed there for seven months, and it was such a crazy seven months, you guys. Um, but unfortunately, we merged with another company, and it was around the layoff, so I got laid off. So anyway, that's like my first job experience. So like, what about you, Brittany? Like, how did you like your experience of getting a new job and like figuring out what you want to do post grad in terms of like the job scene? Because I don't think people realize. There's so many different industries you can do your job in. Yeah. Basically, during my last semester, I started applying for jobs, I would say, about two months away from graduation. So I just started like applying for jobs. I was applying for jobs both in-state and out-of-state. I really, really had my like heart set on moving because the summer before I was in New York City and I just really wanted to like get out and be on my own. But there are not a lot of opportunities at the time. So I was a December graduate, which the holidays is a very weird time for companies to be hiring. Um, So basically, I was applying. I did get 
an interview with one of the largest public relations, probably the leading public relations agency in the country, if not the world, which is Edelman. And I went to an interview in Dallas, Texas, and I was actually offered the job. However, it was a public relations externship. So basically, I would have been receiving intern pay. And uh, it's like an associate program, right? Yeah, so the pay was really low, no health benefits, and there is no promise of me getting hired on after. It was like, oh, we're sure you're going to do well enough to like be offered a job after. But when I was like asking for the statistics of like, how often do you guys actually like hire people on? It was more like agency life. It really just depends on how many clients are like how many clients are on board at the moment and how much that retainer is. So Edelman... I was going to be working. It was going to be so cool. I was going to be working for KFC specifically. <laughs> I know it was so cool, but the pay was just so low. I would have, my parents still would have had to support me in a whole nother state. Um, and I just you didn't have like family. So you could like go live with them or anything. Yeah, like that. It just with the grind was just going to, it's just not what I was looking for. So I kept doing interviews after graduation without any actual like promise of a job. And I was offered a job at a casino in New Orleans, which I never thought I would end up at. But I had a few other like offers kind of on the table, like soft offers. But the casino offered me pretty standard pay for entry level public relations and marketing uh, entry level position. And the it came with all benefits, 401k, everything in they were really just looking for someone who had some experience in marketing, but really wanted to like come into the job with like fresh ideas and kind of do what you want with it. So I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so great. So I just like, I found it online and I just found it online and applied, came in for literally one interview. And then at that interview, they liked me enough that they immediately gave me a second interview and then a third interview with the entire team, like literally all within like a couple of hours. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I got that job. Okay. So then how did you transition from that job to the second job? Okay. So at the first job, like I said, it was pretty good pay, like benefits, everything. Um, but it just was not what I was looking for. Like it was a marketing job promotions, but it was casino is just very different. I had to work nights and weekends to do like promotions. Um, the job was very flexible in the way that because I had to work some nights and weekends, I could come in at like 10 a.m. and like leave on some days at like only work like 10 to six or something like that. But I would have to sacrifice nights and weekends. And being young, that's just like not something that I was like fully ready to do. And then it was like a smoking casino. So I would just reek of like cigarette smoke all the time. And that wasn't something that I um, like, it just was not a good fit. I just wasn't passionate about the job, no matter how much money it was, or like how flexible it was, it just was not it. So I was only there for what, three months. And then I started, like started applying for other jobs in the city. So I like one of those days where I like came into work late. This is so sketch, but like I went to do an interview at an agency that was based in, yeah, that was based in New Orleans as well. Um, I actually did a couple interviews with like other people. So 
I did an interview with this marketing agency and um, they had like an entry level account coordinator position for marketing, not public relations. And I was offered that job. I was offered that job actually at less pay than I was making at the casino, but I was so desperate to like get more into like the industry that I was interested in and get out of like the casino that I took the job. Okay. Crazy. See you guys basically like life never goes like as planned. You know what I'm saying? Like you were basically kind of like testing and seeing and being willing to like try different companies and like different positions even um, before you could really like find out exactly what you want to do. And like all of those experiences that led you to your third job, which is. Yeah. So I now, my current job is a public relations agency in new Orleans. It's actually the, I would say the most diverse public relations. Honestly, I wouldn't even call this public relations agency. We're looking at integrated strategic communications, marketing agency. Like we literally do everything. We do graphic design, we do events, we do public relations, we do marketing, we do paid media, like we do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. But basically, I was at the marketing agency for a month. I was like, really giving it a try. I was like, I am not jumping from another job again. Like I'm fresh out of school. This is not a good look for me to be job hopping. And then the current agency that I'm at called me. And I had a relationship with them previously because I wanted to intern with them, but they were there. The internship program is unpaid. And that's the same summer I was offered the opportunity in New York. So I was like, mm, I'm going to go to New York, but I kept in touch with them, especially with one of the senior account managers, because she was a LSU manship grad, just like me. So I kept in contact with the agency and they had an opening right when I had been work, started working at the marketing agency and they were like, we like you. Like I went in for two interviews pre previously and they just went with someone else at the time. But then they were like, no, we're ready for you. Like we want you to come work for us. But I was like, I can't, I literally just started another job. So I was giving the marketing agency like a really good try. I was like, I'm not going to jump from another job again, but it just was not feeling right. Um, First of all, it was marketing and my true passion is public relations. Yeah. So that was like a big thing for me, um, especially because marketing and PR should work hand in hand. And the owner of that agency, she was like against PR for some reason. And I just for the life of me couldn't understand that because like they don't you like agree they should work hand in hand. Yeah. Like even with my job now, I do more cross functioning work than I did at my old job. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I feel like now that I'm doing more cross-functioning work, I feel like also I'm able to shine more just as an employee. Yeah. I like I'm able to like kind of like display my different skills like in that area. Um and when you really like get to doing business and working on different projects, you realize that they really are like hand in hand. So like I definitely agree with that. So that's yeah. good that you, know, you that's good that you learned that like early on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like I didn't want to be put into a box where I only had could do one thing, like a one trick pony. Yeah. So just it was like festering up over like literally the weeks that I was there. And then um, there was like no diversity whatsoever there. And I felt like an outsider a little bit. And the owner, like she just didn't make me feel warm and welcoming. And like she made some passive comments that just rubbed me the wrong way. So I like really 
prayed about it. I went to my mentor about it and I came to the conclusion that this job opening at this agency that I currently work at was just like a blessing and like a sign to me. So I left (laughs) and now I'm in my current agency. You know, you made like the right decision, especially when you like go through these job transitions and you know, when a place that kind of feels like home and feels like that's where you're supposed to be. Uh Exactly. So like your first job is so scary because it's like, you're supposed to give it like a really good try. You're supposed to stay put and like get all the experience and you're not supposed to be a know-it-all. But I just like knew with those first two positions that they weren't it and that I wanted my professional career to start off on the right foot. And I didn't get there until I like, I literally could not settle. And I'm really mm-hmm. happy I didn't because now I've been at my current job for over a year mm-hmm. and I've learned so much. Yeah, in such a like short time period too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that we've kind of like talked through my journey, you touched a little bit already on how you got your current job, but tell us tell us what it is, where it is, and what you do on a day to day basis. Okay, so I had a little bit kind of of a definitely post grad crisis, like. That's very real. I think like everyone goes through kind of a post-grad crisis, whether it's like as soon as you're, you know, as soon as you graduate and you're looking for a job or you get your first job and something happens and then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening six months into my career, whatever it is. So I, um, when everything happened at Refinery, I kind of felt like something was about to happen. So I was, while I was working at Refinery, I was actually applying and interviewing for other jobs. And, um, I had one that I was like so, so excited about. I don't know if you remember this, Brittany, but it it was literally still like my dream company. And I was just like, got to the last round, like everything, it was just, everything was smooth sailing and I just didn't get it. Um, And then another company, it was a big tech company and I got to the last round, didn't get it. So like, it was like two, I had like two huge, like major, like what I felt like at the time, it felt like a loss to me. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, even if things weren't going to work out at refinery, like I was confident that I could have moved into another job in New York, you know what I'm saying? But it just didn't work out that way for me. And I knew after the experience at refinery, it being not as established in terms of like, you know, like on a media company, you guys, there's a lot of different like ups and downs, especially when it comes to um, revenue and salaries. It's just like a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, because it's so like, flow, it just flows so much. And so I was like, the next place I want to be, I, I wanted to be a big corporate, you know, company. Because I was like, I don't want to deal with any of that like kind of smaller drama anymore. Um, and so I was just so determined. And then it was right around I my job. It was like my last day was like in December, so it was like right around the holiday times too. So like I was like, okay, great. This is a great time for me to just take a break, figure out what my life is going to be. So I, you know, came home for the holidays, whatever, regrouped, and um, I went back to New York. And I was just like, in my spirit, it just wasn't feeling right to me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't wasn't feeling happy with it. I didn't know what I was going to do next. Like it was just like a lot going on for me. And it was really kind of depressing to me. Like I felt like I really went through my post-grad depression after like that job and like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what was next for me in my life, especially my career. So anyway, I was like, okay, like I wasn't in a like really strict lease like type of situation. So I was like, let me move 
my parents had relocated to Detroit. So I was like, let me just go there for a co- I was only thinking I was going to be in Detroit. You guys were max like three months. Remember, Brittany? I was like, this is just like a little timeout. I'm not going to work for a couple months. And then I'm going to figure out what's next. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I really had no, I, I really didn't think I was going to be in Detroit at all. And I had no intentions or plans to be in Detroit. I was applying to jobs everywhere. Houston, LA, um, back in Atlanta, DC, like just even back, some jobs back in New York. Like all I'm saying this to say is like, I had no intentions on staying in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But obviously you guys, the COVIDs happen. So, <laughs> and yes, I call it the COVIDs. Miss Rona happened. Miss Rona. And that like shook or shook. Shook us. Shook the world. Shook, shook my world up. Just like I'm sure it shook everyone else's world up. <laughs> but especially mine because I was like, oh my God. What could have been a three month unemployment gap possibly could turn into a very long time because mm-hmm. of the economy and everything, you know? So like mm-hmm. at this point, I'm stage three freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. It was already a lot that I thought I was going to be in New York for a very long time, decided to move out of New York, back in my parents' house, didn't have a job in Detroit. Like, it was just a lot of things that's just piling up on top of each other. And then the, the COVID, I was like, oh my God, like, this is just now, like, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. you need to pivot. So <laughs> I, I have to take a deep breath from all that because, woo, child, just like even talking about it and like reliving it, it's just like traumatic to me. Well- I think it's it's good to like sit back and reflect and like let that sink in, guys, because it's like you plan and God laughs. And if you don't believe in God, well, the universe yeah. laughs. Okay. You oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For yourself and plans and you really just have to be like open to any and everything because you just never know and not yeah, everything you never know your control. And I feel like for you you are such a planner and you love things being in your control and it just truly wasn't. Yeah. And nothing was in my control this year. And that's probably been like the number one lesson I've learned this year. It's just like, be more willing to go with the flow. Like everything's going to work out how it's supposed to work out. You know, Mm -hmm. you might not see it, you know, in the beginning, the middle, you still might not even see it at the end of it, but it still <laughs> all works out. You know what I'm saying? So I've really had to like learn to just like let go and like let God, like for real, because it was a lot for me. And anyone that knows me is really close to me. You knew like how much I love New York. Like I thought that was the city I was going to be in. Like I was like, I remember people would ask me actually when I graduated college, like, oh my God, are you going to move to Detroit? I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, I would get offended that people would ask me if I wanted to move to Detroit. <laughs> so anyway, that's just funny to me because I used to like literally. But you know what? Me. We talk in absolutes a lot and I feel like. Ooh, they- I do? Yeah. Really? And I- yes. And I feel what like. Else? You'll be like, I'm absolutely never doing X, Y, Z, or I'd never do this, or I'd never go here. Or whatever. And then it ends up happening. And you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, but you know what that is? It's basically like how you should be careful, like kind of, because you can like kind of like negatively manifest things. Like, yeah. um, like if you keep saying, I'm absolutely not, I'm absolutely not, I'm absolutely not, like, yeah. You're we're, okay, that's a whole nother episode. We're like big in the manifestation. <laughs> Wait, I just ran through that. We are big and manifestation and you can, in this book I've read, you can like kind of like negatively like manifest things in your life. Anyway, so you guys, (laughs) so anyway, I say all this to say, I was like, Rona hit. I was like, you know, maybe I just need to 
let me focus on two during my time of unemployment, I was like, I've noticed that I do not ever want to be in a scenario where I have to rely on others for income because that's how I felt too. Meaning like getting crushed and getting upset because I wasn't getting different jobs. Like I don't want to be in that scenario again. And it taught me that like, you should always have some sort of stream of income, like for your own, even if everything goes south in your life, you're working for these corporations, you're not working for yourself, always have something of your own. So anyway, I went back to school and I went and got a real estate license in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, no matter what, I could sell real estate on the side. If I lose my job, I might be able to do that, that sort of thing. So I did that during my time of un- unemployment. And then I also went, I was like, you know what? I really want to work in diversity and inclusion work. Let me go and try to get like a certificate, something like that to occupy my time and to just better my skills. It might help with like the application process and finding a job. So I did that as well. And I'm still in the process of getting that. I'm almost done. And then I will. Okay. So you have, us on, you have us on our toes. Yes. What do you currently do now? And, uh, and let me just say, we're not necessarily naming all of the companies we like we've worked at. Applied to. Or just, just because. Interviewed with. Or just especially like the companies we've worked at or currently work at just out of like respect and yeah. also like don't want to get fired. Well, you we don't think bad. So, I mean, like, I, mean, I, I know, but still, I think it's just your company literally follows our Instagram. Like, I think it's okay <laughs> if you say a shout out to y'all because y'all like, <laughs> like our photos and like good and like really nice. Stuff. So, I feel like it's okay to say where you work, Brittany. Like, it's not like you have like a, it's not like you, it, it'd be different if you name the places where you left them after a month and all that. Like, just name <laughs> where you're at now for a year plus. I think I feel like I'm that's at cool. Spears Group, guys. We just made Inc. 5000 the second year in a row. Anyway. Hashtag black owned. <laughs> black owned. But anyways, I was just saying that to say, if you don't want to actually name the business, I understand. <laughs> oh, where I work now? Yes. Oh. Um, but you can say what you do. You know, I don't care about stuff like that, so. Um, but yeah, so anyway, <laughs> um, I recently accepted a new job. I started July 8th. So this is very new to me. I've only been working there for a month because what, yeah, it's been a month and, um, I work at the Detroit Regional Chamber. So I'm officially a resident of Detroit, Michigan. I thought I would never, ever say that a day in my life, you guys, but here I am. <laughs> um, and I am a marketing specialist slash the diversity and inclusion coordinator. So I do a lot of the marketing stuff for um, most of like our talent and education initiatives. If you're not familiar with how a chamber works, we kind of just do things that, that impact the economy in the area. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it's chambers at every major city in America. Yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah. I would say that, you know, what's unique about both of our jobs is that we both were thinking like big picture corporate, like public relations for like major companies. And now we're both working like at a way more localized level. But I feel like the impact that we're making is way larger than what we would have been able to do at a big company. Yeah. I just view this more as a stepping stone to like eventually where I want to go. I mean, Detroit has huge fortune 500 companies um, Mm -hmm. in that area. So like, I still would love to be in a big corporate environment. Um, But that's not like the end of the end all be all, I guess for me anymore. 
Um, but it's interesting because now I feel like my job title, I'm doing exactly kind of what I would like to be doing. Mm-hmm. I felt like after working in PR for seven months, it was just so absolutely insane. I was like, how could I do like communications and that sort of without it being like PR? So now that I do like marketing, I feel like it's a combination of all the skills and I, you know, would love to be like a big time DNI like person at a company. So now that I get experience doing both at the same time, it's just been like the best of both worlds. And like, I feel like I couldn't have even like written this like job for mm-hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? So really happy about it, you guys. Like seriously, like everything just like came together. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, well, no, I'm really proud of you. And we have been holding on to this for a bit just because when something's fresh and new, you don't want to like immediately announce it. Like you want to let it like simmer for a little bit, especially like looking at the economy. You never know what could happen. Like, yes, it's in the middle of a pandemic. So it was just a really wonderful opportunity. And like looking at like some of her friends' track records, like mine, I didn't last one month at one of my, my companies. So, yeah. I think it's like how you were talking about how you're able to do more than one thing in your current role. It's really important like for us to emphasize that you do not have to be a one trick pony at your job. And that's why I left the other two companies is because I felt like I was being forced into a corner to only do one thing when I have so much more to offer. And I feel like you have so much to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And also I got a pay raise, which I never thought was going to happen coming from New York to Detroit. Um, know your word. So, yeah, like you guys, like I, I don't know. It's just all working out. Like everything's happening, as Sheena Shay would say, Vanderpump rules. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, what's like one takeaway or like one like what's the like one like a big lesson that you learn like in your initial like post grad like job you know what I'm saying like what would you tell yourself like a year ago or two years ago I would say to break all the rules Mm so like that's the beauty about chance it and why we chose our name is because we do not follow like we do not stay within like the lines of the coloring book like you know what I mean and I feel like with both of our careers that's kind of how we've been like I was told when I was having my struggles initially with the other two jobs like you're too early on like give them a chance you're supposed to stay in your first full-time job for a year at least two years and all these like rules from like back in the day and millennials have such a bad rep for jumping from job to job but I feel like why settle like this is our first taste at what we want and if I start my career in a job or for a company that I don't believe in the values or I'm not starting where I want it potentially end up then why would I settle mm-hmm. I want it to pave the career that I'm envisioning for myself that I will retire in so mm-hmm. break all the rules and that's like my biggest takeaway and I'm proud of myself because I always second guess everything and I'm very indecisive, but I'm really happy that I made all the decisions that I did. Yeah, for sure. What would you say? I would say chill out. Like <laughs> just take it day by day, I guess. That's another thing. Like I felt like I was so like concerned about what was next and like trying to like jump ahead of the curve and like try to like outbeat what the next plan is. You know what I'm saying? Like 
especially when it happened, like with the New York situation, I was like, so trying to just like get ahead of the like inevitable, you know, like mm-hmm. I just wanted to always be like, okay, I'm just transitioning to the next job, whatever, you know? And I would just tell myself, just take things day by day and like, it'll all just like work out. And I think we also have to remember like we're 23 years old, like it's okay. Like you're not going to be working your absolute dream job and absolute, your absolute favorite city, you know what I'm saying? With the best co-workers, with the best pay, and just everything's like peaches and cream at 23, you know? And I think coming out of college, that's what I really believed it to be, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I glamorized what my job would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like God also has like a funny way of just like humbling you and just like bringing you back down because I know for me, I was just like so like no, 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 no. Like this is, I'm not going to do it. No, 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 I'm not doing it. And so I just feel like life just teaches you things. So I would just mm-hmm. take it day by day and just like have faith and just like work and hustle that if something does happen, like, you know, everything will eventually like fall into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And I definitely want to leave our listeners with both of those tips. I think they're both super important and you know, just know your worth at the end of the day. Like you don't literally don't have to settle, but you also- and It doesn't feel right in your gut. Like I feel like we talked a lot about stuff that like, it just didn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. follow your gut, listen to your gut. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's something that you, they don't teach you in school. So, I mean, I think it's really important. We both had mentors that kind of like talked us through that because they had already gone through the journey and they're in careers that we- you know, look up to, or they're just like really educated, um, successful women. So I definitely also recommend, you know, just speaking with people who you really admire as well, because like your parents and your peers are probably not having the same like vision that you have for yourself. Yeah. And having just a good network of people. Too. I guess that like piggybacks off what you're saying as well. Like having a network of people where you can trust and give you good advice and whatever. And also in my case, my network of people helped me secure jobs. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I got my job through my own networking by like, you know, keeping my foot in the door and reaching out to them every couple of months. And then they remember that and reach back out to me. So I definitely agree. Like networking is like, networking is gold especially and you never know where someone you network with or form a relationship with will end up mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like literally they might not be some you know in 5 years someone that i networked with 2 years ago you know what i'm saying might be end up being head of something at some company that i've always wanted to work for or they have a position open and bam you know what i'm saying i feel like the networking game you have to like also it's a like waiting game. It's not a immediate like return on investment type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it has to be genuine. You have to have genuine relationships with people because people can tell when you're just trying to get something out of them or whatever. The well, case yeah, I definitely agree. And a good tip that I have for that is, uh, and I actually learned this from my mentor, um, is that you should reach out to your professional network four times a year. So like each quarter, um, if it's like somebody you genuinely want to keep a connection with, mm-hmm. like each quarter of the year, reach out, check in how they're doing. That way 
you know, in about two years or whatever, if you reach out, it's not out of the blue, like you're using them. It's because you actually have a relationship with that person. You know where they are, you know what they're looking for. And it's not like, hey, I see you work at Google. I want to work there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I think that's a great tip. Um, And I use that for people who I really want to stay connected with. Yeah. Totally. Well, you guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like we thought it'd be such a good idea to kind of talk a little bit more in depth about our careers, how we landed the jobs we have now, what we're currently working on, um, and just kind of being real and like raw about the ups and downs of finding a job, um, especially like at this age and, you know, starting your career off. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys.